next-door neighbors, Willow and Lillian, spill the tea on murder, mysteries, and other things that go bump in the night. So get your favorite teacup ready, and let's get into it. Podcast. This is Lillian, and with me as always is Willow. Hello. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> you were like about to say something, and you just like bleeped I'm just saying that. Listen here. Uh, wow, our numbers are so good. We have so many more listeners. Hi. Hi. I'm so glad you decide to join us as we talk about stuff. Yeah. It's cool. So it's Femme Fatale Month. Which I'm excited about. And tonight, so I really wanted like an old Hollywood themed, but I I really couldn't find one that like sparked joy. So not that that murders sparks joy, but not any that I was like interested in. It didn't give you the tingles. No, but this one did. So it's not old Hollywood, but it's like the 1960s. So still has that like older time feel, um, but I really like this story. This is actually really interesting. I I don't know anything about the case, but I've seen the pictures for it, and this chick looks uh, yes. So this is the story very of, much a girl boss. Yeah, say. Claudine Langer. She is a French actress slash singer slash all kinds of different things um but yeah she kind of coined one of those like very mod looks like she was prior to twiggy but did the twiggy like eye uh mascara and then the big hair and i don't know she she looked very iconic so it was uh cool looking her up so yeah, so this is the story of her and Spider Savage. Um, I'm going to get into each one of them. Spider? Spider Savage. So it sounds like Savage. So Spider Savage sounds really cool, but that's not really his name. It's Savage. B-I-C-H. Savage. Anyways. Or Sabik? No, it's Savage. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, while I was, like, doing the research, like, when I first heard about it, um, I thought everybody was saying Spider Savage, and I was like, wow, he sounds so cool. I'm not trying to derail, but the name is Spider. That's where I'm hung up on. Oh, I'll tell you why in here a little bit. All right, cool, cool, I'm ready. So, starting off with Claudine, Claudine Langer was born um, January 29, uh, 1942, in Paris, France. Um, Not really a whole lot about her upbringing that really matters um she, she was had one. she had a really good upbringing her parents were super wealthy and she was doted on and you know nothing really stood out in her in her past um she really loved the limelight and being the center of attention and by the age of 17 she was dancing in a parisian cabernet Cabernet Club. That's Cabaret. Right. Cabaret. Cabernet is <laughs> I, would, a wine. <laughs> I would really like some, yes. Yeah, sure. um, <laughs> Cabaret Club. Um, and I like practiced saying this French name for the club like before coming over here. And now that I'm here and I'm looking at it, I'm like, I don't know if I can really say it. I'm really bad at French. But it's like, Boyer Bergeret? 
sounds, that sounds it sounded right. really cool at home, but <laughs> after walking over here, I don't know French. No. Um, but anyway, so she was dancing um, at this club in Paris when a club owner in um, Las Vegas actually saw her on TV performing with all of the showgirls, and he was like, that one. That's the one I want. I like that. And he basically ordered her, like, delivery. Like, he, he like, basically was oh. like, that's the one I want. And so she came and worked for him um, at his club in Las Vegas and became one of his showgirls. And um, that's kind of, like, where her entire life just starts going off. Um, one night in 1960... She was heading home from the club and she had some car trouble. Um, I couldn't really tell like exactly what was wrong with her car, but she was on the side of the highway and a limousine pulls up and the man inside asks her if he can help her and they start talking and... This shit never happens to me. This man is Andy Williams. Do you know that man? Oh, it's familiar. <laughs> he, he later on went to perform um, uh, Blue uh, Moon River, I mean. Oh, Moon yeah. River. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that's how all of their music is, by the way. Yeah. Like, hers is very, like, breathy and, like, French. <laughs> it's, like, very, like, folky, like, um... Oh, what's that folk singer from the 60s that I can't stand? Bob Dylan? No, the girl version. They actually dated. Joni Mitchell? Yeah. She's like her, but French. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that it was Andy Williams in that limousine that he had just happened to be leaving um, an event himself and saw this cute girl <laughs> pulled over and they ended up hitting it off instantly. They were married the next year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Andy Williams, um, I just kind of wanted, like, I was kind of astounded at his, like, amazing track record prior to meeting her, and then, like, his, like, career afterwards was really cool. Um, I kind of just made a list of some of his achievements I just thought was neat. Um, he recorded, <clears throat> he recorded 43 albums, 15 of them went gold, and three of them went platinum. Hey. He was nominated for six Grammys. And his most famous song was obviously Moon River. Everybody fucking knows it. It's amazing. It was, um, he didn't actually write it. He just performed it. But, um, because everybody thinks it was about Claudine, but it was written by somebody else. Actually, about a river called Blue River. Anyways. Um, but yeah, it was the, like, the theme song for Breakfast at Tiffany's. And I'm a huge Audrey Hepburn fan, so. Um, anyways. You know, I've never seen that movie and refused to do so. I love all of her work. It is the shittiest one that she's done, and I'm so sorry <laughs> if anybody listening loves Audrey Hepburn just as much as I do. Um, but it was my least favorite. I won't watch it. Um, oh, but I love the rest of her work. I had a friend in high school super obsessed with it, and it annoyed me. It so just, I have a moratorium. It just on didn't it. get as it didn't reach the hype. You know what I mean? Like I just it just it kind of fell short to me. I've read the plot, and I just don't give a shit. It's yeah. But A Roman Holiday, oh my god. That is a good movie. Um, but yeah, I just thought this was really interesting to note that um, Andy Williams actually died in Branson, Missouri. Oh, that's yeah. right around the corner. Yeah, so I mean, I'm obviously speaking to you, Lillian, about this because I'm sure nobody else that's listening really knows. But like, 
just a rock's throw away over the border uh, from Arkansas into Missouri, there's this place called Branson, Missouri, and it's basically, basically like Christian Vegas. Yes. Just really, really lame. Super so fucking lame. lame. And it, it's like, like they have these like big, huge like event centers where there's like magic shows and like um, theme parks and everything's like Christian themed. And it's so ridiculous. Dolly Parton has um, the Dolly Parton stampede there where you go yep. and you sit and you eat mashed potatoes and turkey legs and you watch some, uh, some yeah, country bumpkin crap. So Andy Williams has a theater there. It's called the Andy Williams Moon River Theater. Oh, and yeah, they yeah. Have, they have magic shows there, and it still goes on today. I won't go. Never. Never, <laughs> never, never. They have a, like, ridiculously look, like, oh, my goodness, their Beatles cover band. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. so bad. It's cringy. It's so bad. I, I will mean, say this, and this is my only tangent for the whole <laughs> evening. I attended the worst ghost tour of my life in Branson. <laughs> You don't understand. You don't. I was. It was one guy, and he walked us around like on the bad part of town because there is one down dark alleys, talking about how his friend might have seen a ghost, but maybe not, in a window. Didn't he smell like like liquored pee? He smelled like roadkill covered in pee and booze and it was so gross <laughs> i remember that was the thing that you said his most whenever you came eyes back. were going in different directions <laughs> and he didn't blink at the same time and it lasted two and a half hours oh my god you may continue i'm done <laughs> We used to be ghost tour guides, for those that are yeah. just now listening. We used to be ghost tour guides, and so... Because we live in a haunted town. So, yeah. I went and was, I wanted to look at the competition's ghost was, tour. Yeah. And it was wretched. <laughs> but if you do want a go, good ghost tour, just come see us. I'll ghost tour you around. <laughs> yeah. I'll scare the shit out of you. We should do... We'll do something. No, don't you dare say that. Anyways, so... Um, <laughs> Andy Williams. Andy Williams actually started out his career with his brothers. They had like the Williams Brothers band. Oh, yeah. And like one by one they each like kind of left. They're like, you know what? I'm uh too horny for this. So I'm gonna go get married and bang out a bunch of kids. Like all of them one by one. One of them ended ended up marrying a woman that was like twenty years older than him. And just like not that that's like weird or anything. I'm just like, damn, go get it. And then he did. So he was just like <laughs> left there stranded. Um, so he was like, well, I guess I'm just Andy Williams. (laughs) He started releasing like self, uh, self-titled albums after that. Um, he was with like kind of a smaller, I don't know if this record label still exists anymore, but Cadence Records are just, I love that name. Um, but he was with Cadence Records up until like the second he met, um, Claudine and like like the day they got married was the day he signed on to Columbia Records. And so it was just like boom, you know, after they got yeah, married famous. it was just like instant fame. Yeah. Instant fame for the both of them. I mean, as he got famous, he brought his wife with him. Um Yeah, they got married December 15, 1961, and he immediately started climbing the charts. Um, Moon River came in, uh, in 1962 at the Academy Awards. That's when everybody kind of like, was like, whoa, this song is a hit. Um, and at this time he is more famous or right there famous with Frank Sinatra and Elvis Presley. Like he's right up there with him. So 
so now everybody's starting to look at Claudine. So Claudine starts to release a whole bunch of albums. Um, she kind of got her start guest starring on his show, The Andy Williams Show. And then she would guest star on other shows. She was guest starring on um, this one show where she sang this bilingual, um, like, bossa nova-style song um, called Meditation. And that was, like instantly one of the AM, A&M records like like um, co-owners saw her performing on that and was like her I want her like instantly once again her and luck, I swear. really though like it's just so happen chance but yeah he just happened to be looking at the TV because like remember back then you don't get to like just see whatever you want you have to like be at the television when it's airing in that order to true. see it and it's, there weren't there were like three channels exactly also. exactly so i don't know i think that these like happen chances in her life are you know very serendipitous um but yeah she she met him at a nightclub in new orleans and immediately signed on to the record company she released five albums from that company um, and she ended up selling over 500,000 copies. Her Girl. album went gold. Dang. Yeah, yeah. Like, it may not be my cup of tea, but, like, it's a lot Somebody of people's cup it. of tea, I guess. Man. Um, which, I have a huge record collection, um, all of which were given to me. I'll tell that story on Patreon. But, um... I want to say I have, I know I have some Andy Williams records just because I have them, but I want to say I have a Claudine album. I need to go back and look, but some of her album covers looked really uh, familiar to me. So as they're building their careers, they're also simultaneously building their family somehow. Um, it, it's just nuts how they're able to like kind of yeah, keep everything I together. I can't. No. Um, so they ended up having three kids. A girl named Noelle, born September twenty fourth, nineteen sixty three. Um, I couldn't. I didn't. I couldn't see if it was like a boy or a girl named Christian. Usually Christians are boys, but I don't think it really matters. Um, but a a child named Christian, born April fifteenth, nineteen sixty five, and then a son named Robert, aka Bobby. Born August 1st, 1969. Now, Robert, Bobby, um, this child was named after Robert Kennedy because they were really, really good friends with the Kennedys. They were actually That's best crazy. friends with Robert Kennedy and his wife, and they would have, like, lavish luncheons together and, like, invite each other over to their giant-ass mansions. And, like, they were really tight with them. Like, so close that Claudine was actually, like, at the hotel with the rest of their family when Robert Kennedy got shot. Wow. Yeah. So she actually went to the hospital with the family to go see the body. Now, see, and I don't even know who this bitch is. This is crazy. Right. To me. I know they were both extremely famous at their time. Um, now Andy Williams sang at Robert Kennedy's funeral and it was actually a really, really big deal because Andy Williams at the age of eight, said that that said that he sang his last funeral song because his two-year-old brother had died oh, wow. and he promised himself that he would never sing at another funeral at the age of eight Dang. that mean that means that he must have sang you know before and it, it just it's i don't know that that really hit me it's really one sentence but it just really kind of hit me like his heart was so heavy um and he never sang at a funeral after that um 
But yeah, they ended up separating in 1970. They their divorce was finalized five years later in 1975. Um, but the thing is, is like they stayed best friends for the rest of their lives. They never really fought. They just were like, you know what? Nah. Nah. Uh, it just fizzled uh, out. Yeah. But they were like madly in love best friends forever. Forever and ever. One of their kids actually later on said that um they would see other kids' families get divorced, and they were like, man, I'm so glad my parents aren't divorced. And they they were, you know, but yeah. they just, they had no idea. That's how close the, you know, the two of them were. Now, in the middle of that divorce in 1972 is when Claudine met Spider Savage in Bear Valley, California at a pro-celebrity event, and they met, they instantly fell in love. And now Spider Savage was actually born Vladimir Peter Savage Jr. on January 10th, 1945. He was given the name Spider on the day he was born because he was born prematurely and his limbs looked really tiny, like really long and really skinny. And so his dad was like, oh, he looks like a spider. <laughs> His dad, like, okay. <laughs> the, the description for his dad is actually really, really long, and I don't have time to go into it, but his dad was basically, like, stationed um, in Siberia, like, during the war, and, like, he went through all this shit um, and was stationed at all these different places during the war, so I could just imagine him being, like, this, like... Ridiculous person. Ridiculous hoss of a man. Like, he was... Yeah. But... Anyway, Spider ended up growing up with um, his two other siblings, basically on military bases, but near skiing sites. So he grew up with all of his family skiing. And um, was he like a famous skier? He was a famous skier. Okay, because I've never yeah. heard of him. Either. He was an American alpine skier, which I thought was funny because I just did Alpine Manor, and That's, this is oh. he spent a lot of time synchronicities. With um, but yeah, he was a member of the U.S. ski team. He, uh, was in the World Cup circuit in the late 60s. In 1968, he won, he was in the Winter Olympics, um, and he was a, a pro ski racing champion in 1971 and 1972. So he had a really amazing, um, career going at this time whenever he met Claudine. He was kind of on top of the world, basically. He, um, he had... Big blonde hair, big blue eyes. He had a jawline that could fucking murder anybody that looks at it. And he was a heavy partier, a heavy cocaine user, and he was a swinger. Well, goddamn. Yes. He was the quintessential, like, dreamboat, quote unquote, like, of that time. He, 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 he was he even featured like in GQ. Yeah. No, I mean, he really wasn't. He was a small town hero. Like the state of Colorado just fucking loved him. Um, cause they ended up living in Aspen and, um, no, he was so loved. He was so likable. Like there's a reason why he was a swinger. He wasn't gross. He was just, I mean, I'm sure he was gross, but he was just lovable, you know, and he was one of those free loving types. Oh, I'm talking about, it's the cocaine I'm talking about. Everybody was. Yeah, I Everybody know, was, I know. but he wasn't a violent coke and user. And you know, it's funny because everyone still is. Violent? No, cocaine. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I know like 15 people right off the top of my head right now. 
where I could be like, hey, you got any coke? And they'd be like, sure do, Lillian. I, I don't know anybody. I'm, I feel too old for that. Oh, I wouldn't um, touch it with a 10-foot pole. It does nothing to me except makes my face smell. Yeah. It's not fun. But um, he ended up, I mean, he was making so much money. I was, I didn't feel like writing it down or like going over all the numbers, but like I saw a list of all of his earnings that he got from every single race that he won. Like he was bringing it in um him and his brother he got help from his brother and like with the earnings that he made from all of these championships him and his brother built a home um in the gated community of starwood in aspen colorado now i say that like this is a multi-million dollar home today oh, yeah, this is a sure. gated community this is a mansion this is huge this is fancy shit so the fact that him and his brother did it just for fun as opposed to spending his money and telling somebody else to do it, you know? Like, I thought it was pretty pretty impressive that he built it all by himself, basically, oh, yeah. all, all from hand. Um, and they're actually neighbors with John Denver. Oh. I know. I thought that was really cute. Country roads. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> <laughs> so into his skiing career I thought it was also really admirable to note that he um wanted to fly to all of his you know skiing championships and all of that so he decided to get a pilot license himself like he studied and everything earned his pilot license bought a plane and was able to fly himself to all these different championships and I just thought that was like that was fucking dope like that's awesome dude like fuck yeah you know like he didn't he didn't rely on anybody. He just did it. He just did you shit. You know? And he didn't there was nothing holding him back. You know what I mean? He was just really fucking talented. And um and everybody loved him. Everybody just doted on him. Um but in nineteen seventy three he got an injury during a race and then for the next few years it was just kind of a I, I almost said snowball effect. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many jokes that could be made there about cocaine <laughs> and skiing, Willow. Yes, yes. But I won't make a single one. <laughs> Not one. Not one. Uh-uh. Um, but each year after that, he kind of had, you know, another injury and had to get well, looked at. And so, yes, fuck. it is. And so, you know, one by one, he kind of fizzled out you know he quit he quit going to championships he quit running winning races by the end of it he had made like eight hundred dollars in the last year and it was just like oh that's sad buddy you know um and like i just felt like it was kind of a weird um like kind of a punch uh just something stupid that happened but I just thought it was weird timing that in 1974, like, a year before everything happened, a year before his career went down, like, I think it was just a couple months before his last race, he made the GQ cover. You know what I mean? So he had, like, all these accidents... Like, it hadn't quite made it in the media that he his body was failing him. So he made the GQ cover, and it said, Pro Skiing's Richest Racer. Oh, You no. know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, that's just kind of like a twist of the knife kind of thing. Like, it just bit. It sucks. Yeah. That he's, like, posing for this, and then in reality, he knows it's over for him. Yeah. It, this isn't, this isn't, like, on the way up to his pinnacle. This is, like... Right before his downfall, you know what I mean? So even if he hadn't have died, um, 
spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> I figured he was gonna. Yeah, he's gonna. Um, but, you know, even if nothing had happened to him, his skiing career was almost over. Yeah. And in the back of my mind, I am kind of curious if maybe that was kind of something to do with the, maybe just the backdrop of kind of what played out next. Um, I don't know. We're going to spend time with him speculating, but... In 1976, uh, in March of 1976, there was an accident, quote unquote. Air bunnies. Air bunnies. Um, on March 21st, 1976, Spider came home from training um, in Aspen, and he had plans to go to dinner with his skiing coach, and then he had plans to go to a party alone that night. Alone, and eh? he was very specific that he wanted to go alone, and mm, assuming this caused some rifts. But, um, and I could not find exactly where it said who called the police. I saw a lot of speculation that it was actually the, excuse me, the groundskeep, like in the gated community. So, first of all, think about that. Like, think about how big these mansions are. I am. They found him in the bathroom. With a gunshot wound to the abdomen. If somebody is in their mansion inside a bathroom, how hard would it be for somebody to hear the gunshot? I feel like it'd be pretty hard. Inside, right? Like, that's so far away from any, like, public place that, like, a groundskeep is going to be. Like, the driveway. I don't know. Maybe it's just they're so loud. I mean, we hear gunshots here so much that I kind of tune them out now. This is a handgun. I'll talk about the gun in a second. But I just, I find this very strange. And, um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there's a reason to note it. You know what I mean? Like, we'll note it. Um, because I do have some theories. So, um, he was, the police arrived at the scene anyways. Um, they found Spider. He was laying prone on the ground in his bathroom. He was found with a bullet hole to his abdomen. The bullet had pierced his stomach and his pancreas. He was pronounced dead at arrival, and he had bled to death. Yeah, that sounds about right. Now, also note, like, it takes five minutes for a body to die, like, to bleed to death. That's a long time. It's wild. Five minutes is a long time to be sitting there in the same room well, with it, somebody it, it while they bleed It will depend on the injury, because I've looked this up before for... Okay. Other reasons. Okay. Um, the pancreas, if you get hit there, you're going to bleed out pretty fast. Okay. And I would say, yeah, the whole process may take five minutes, but you're going to lose consciousness anywhere between a minute and a half to two minutes. Still, you know what I mean? It's like, still quite some It's like time. when I think about strangulation, you know, it just takes so long. Like, those couple minutes is just a really long time. It seems like if... Unless you were trying to hurt yourself, you'd want to, like, call the police. Or... Right. Right. Well, they found Claudine, like, just a couple feet away from him, just, like, uncontrollably sobbing. Like, hysterical. So the she gun... didn't call the police. She didn't call the police. I could not find anywhere that she called the police. Okay. It was somebody else outside the home that called the police. Um, But, yeah, the, the gun was kind of, like, tossed in the middle and she was just, like, freaking the fuck out. Um, now the gun, I don't know anything about guns. Obviously look at me. Um, (laughs) but I did kind of want to try to understand this handgun that she had because there is some speculation on it. Um, it was a, um, 22 caliber semi-automatic imitation Luger. And I looked these up. This is like a world war one type, 
like German type gun. Yes. Um, now, there is a difference between an imitation Luger and a regular one. And the one that they had um, apparently was, you know, an older model. It really didn't work very well. And like later on outside of the court trial after everything is done and over they later on had somebody test this gun because during the court trial I'll get into it later but they didn't have anybody that understood ballistics or guns or anything like that that handled it, it they just fucked over with it like they, they really fucked up on trying to gather evidence from this handgun but later on they released that this gun had been fired twice but had miss or not misfired, but like had um, they had, it had tried to fire, but it wouldn't fire. Did it jam? Yeah, it was like jammed or something. So the trigger had been pulled like five or six times. Two bullets came out. One pierced him. Okay, but that's something that they don't know until later on, and I just that really stands out to me. Um, when police first questioned um, Claudine, because she was instantly. Um, you know, handcuffed and taken in, obviously. Um, but when they first questioned her, she said, I walked into the bathroom, I pointed the gun at Spider, and I said, bang, bang. She said this in front of at least two named officers, but later recanted, and later she said that didn't happen at all. Um, when she testified, she said that um, Spider was getting ready to leave, um, when they found him, he was still in his, like, under, like, his full body underwear that he would wear underneath his ski outfit. Yeah. Basically about to get into the bath. Yeah. Um, but she said that she, she saw him getting ready to leave and that she wanted to, sh she wanted him to show her how to use this handgun to protect herself while Spider was away. That's dumb. I don't believe that That shit. it just happened to go off. Okay. But you had to pull it so many times to make it work, so I don't know if I believe you, bitch. But they didn't know that until oh, later. Oh, that's true. They didn't yeah, know until later. Yeah, um, they, yeah. They, they didn't know what they were doing about this stupid fucking gun. It makes me so mad. Um, but yeah, she said that it just kind of like misfired. Like, oops. <laughs> I have issues with her story, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, it's bullshit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, later it was determined that sh he was shot from a distance of up to four feet. That's or at least, at least four feet. I mean, that's a distance. So that's not him showing you how to shoot a gun. No, he's that's far you, away. That's you standing and pointing a gun at him. Yeah. Obviously. Yes. Um, and... But yeah. She doesn't... She kind of changes her story quite a... Like, a little bit here and there, but she really tries to stick with the whole, like... It was an accident. It was an accident. He was just trying to show me how to use the gun, and it went off. But the thing is, is, like, she wouldn't have needed to use a gun in that gated community that's highly, like, yeah, has high levels first, of security. It's the first thing she says that I find stupid. Show me how to use this gun because I'm scared. No, you're not. No, you're not. Couldn't you call a friend to come hang out with you? Like, you're not going to be scared in a high-security environment like mm -hmm. nobody's out I to get you maybe Calm if she had down. a stalker or something but uh so while she was in custody police took blood samples and found that there was high levels of cocaine in her system shocking shocking 
Um, they also seized her diary, which had a lot of incriminating things about the relationship, about how he was cheating on her, about how he was bored of her and going out to parties all the time, and how he was planning on kicking her and her three children. Her and her three children live with him, and they're not even married. They're just right. dating. Now, they have been dating for about four years at this point. But, um, yeah, her diary was full of all of this shit. Girl, it's not looking good. No, but here's the thing. She is a celebrity. She's filthy rich. She's gorgeous. And she had, like, the best attorney ever. Yeah, so why not just fuck him over or something? No, they did. Um, the police didn't have a warrant. Uh, so they could not enter her blood or the diary as evidence. As because evidence. they fucked up. So the jury had no idea about the diary. She about to get away with some shit. She got away with everything, girl. This is so fucked up. Okay, so, yeah, she ended up going to trial. Um, I thought it was so precious. I watched a million documentaries on this, but she had actually hired a, um, uh, like, celebrity costume designer, like... For really, her looks, a really amazing for looks woman. at trial, for looks at trial, to make her look innocent, to make her look as innocent as humanly possible. Because remember, she's a, a Vegas showgirl. She's sexy. She's sexy as hell. Sexy. And even the the costume designer that, um, like, she spoke at length about every about designing her court costume. Um, and it had to be, girl. We got to tone down. Yes, the sexy. she was. Like, she even said she was like, and that girl had a banging figure. So I had to hide every bit of that and make it more modest. And she put like little dainty, like used a dainty floral print, you know. And oh man, and the pictures of her in court, she looks like a nun, basically. Uh You know, like she looks like the most angelic baby girl ever. Yeah, small babies. I could not have hurt anyone. Yes. I don't know, gun, gun, how, what? You know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, um, because... They didn't have a lot of that evidence. They didn't have the ballistics from the gun. Um, uh. None of that. Um, and, you know, they had the entire community of Aspen, Colorado, fighting for Spider. Well, yeah. You know, because, like, at one, at one side of this trial, you know, you have this, like, beautiful actress, singer, fucking, like indie goddess to them you know like they worship her basically and then you have this all-american all-american skiing legend god to his community you know so hollywood loves her colorado loves him and it's kind of like a fight for their own independent justice yeah and spider just doesn't get that at all um because of the lack of evidence i'm sure they were trying to charge her with reckless manslaughter, which would have been a felony, but because of all of the evidence they didn't have, she was charged with... I'm sorry, it's really hard to say. Negligent homicide. Negligent is hard. Um, She was charged with negligent homicide, which is just a misdemeanor. She was sentenced to 30 days in jail, but she could spend that 30 days however she saw fit. So she decided, you know what? I'm going to go to Mexico first because all of this has really like stressed me out. Um, I need to get some sun and Cozumel. And I really think my attorney's hot. Oh. So she took her attorney down to Mexico, (laughs) which 
her attorney is married with children at this time. Attorney, you stop that! <laughs> so she goes down to Mexico, um... Yeah, and when, uh, his name's Ron Austin, by the way, um, and when they come back, she's like, alright. So in 1977, she spent some time every weekend, every other weekend, leisurely, come and go type, <laughs> not even 30 days straight. Oh um, my god. Yeah, she literally was just like, I guess I'll come today. Fine. Log my hours. <laughs> I'm sitting in jail for like four hours She today. thought her jail cell, because she got her own cell. Oh, for fuck's sake. She thought her jail cell was drab. So okay. she painted it pink. <laughs> the audacity. I just, I just can't. <laughs> I went to jail. I've been to jail as well. <laughs> I went to jail for traffic violations and me defending myself. That's why I went to jail. <laughs> and I didn't get a big jail cell. Check this out. When I told them, hi, I have temporal lobe epilepsy. Could I have a juice box? For if my blood sugar gets too yes. low, I flop around on the ground. And they yes. said, no. <laughs> Take your sock off and bite it. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Oh, no, they didn't let me have socks. They took my fucking socks. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, Spider's family tried to sue Claudine, um, but they kind of got nowhere with it because of, you know, the lawyers and shit. So they came to an agreement that she shouldn't, she was never allowed to talk about Spider or like use this story for her benefit. She can't write any books on it. She literally can't speak about it. And I'm sure she wasn't that bothered. Yeah. Um, she still, like, she still releases music to this day. Um. Is this bitch still alive? She's still fucking alive. Oh my god. She yeah. married her attorney, Ron Austin, in 1985. She's a homewrecker! So for ten years they dated. <gasps> and they're still married to this day. She still lives in Aspen, Colorado. The fucking audacity. The fact that this French girl didn't go fuck off to France or something. Go or home. anywhere. Go to Hollywood. Go Anywhere. No, I'm gonna stay right here to stay be Stay in bitch. Aspen, Colorado, where you murdered their hero? She has, she's oozing with audacity. Uh-huh. It's just, it's dripping off of her. And she, she got the wild eye. She does. She does look like she shoots She does. She, she does. does. She's really pretty, does. but she looks like, hey, like, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> Unhinged. 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 I wouldn't get, you I wouldn't see find her now. Her. I bet she's hey. Want a plastic surgery? No, actually. See, no, she's no. French and they're classy that way. Because <laughs> I'm just like, you know, when these podcast I mean, dollars come maybe, in, I'm going to get some Botox. <laughs> I'm going to get that chin fat sucked oh right the God. fuck out. But yeah, that's the story of French movie star turned femme fatale boyfriend killer. She sucks. She sucks. I don't like her. You should hear her music. I don't want to. You will it's gonna hate be her bad. More. I'll yes. hate it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know I'm a joyless husk and like nothing, so it's you just will not, not like no, this. I, won't, I don't mm -hmm. like folk music and you can lick my butthole, the whole genre, the whole thing. <laughs> but Moon River, I like that one. That's a beautiful song. Mm -hmm. It's not folk, is it? It's no. more like, uh It's classy. I don't know what classy. it is. It's slow dance music. Yeah. Slow dance music. He played it at my grandpa's funeral. That's weird. No, he really loved that song. Okay. It's not that weird. Not that weird then. 
No, they played a lot of old-timey old man songs at his funeral, because <laughs> he was an old-timey old man. <laughs> so, y'all, it's business time. It's business. It's business time. Yeah, you got two songs out of me today. <laughs> so you should buy me a coffee. Hey, hey! Buy me coffee is a link. It'll be in our link tree, as such mm-hmm. everything is. Mm-hmm. If you want to support this podcast, but you like us are flat broke, you can give us fifty cents. You can give us a dollar. You can dollar fifty. You know, like cool. we all tip our bartenders, we tip our waitresses, like tip. we tip musicians, Just especially. Mm. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it takes yeah. time to run this stuff. Yeah, and like and it, it will bring a big ass smile to our faces. And you know, we have a really, really cute small town coffee shop that we love I'd so like much. To go. And I would love to go sit and have coffee with my best friend and yeah. talk about murder. Or even not murder for a change. We could talk about Bigfoot butt. Bigfoot's juicy, juicy, thick ass. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Also, hey, woo, we release an extra episode every week with and no ads and stuff on our Patreon. So yep. you should go to patreon.com slash cruelty. Yes, this is just a commercial for our shit. Um, <laughs> we love what we do. So. But it's our show. Yeah. And plus, if you hate this part, you don't have to listen to it. I'm not going to make you. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. I am trying. I'm trying. I don't know how to Twitter. I don't I've know never what Twittered doing. before. But, you know, we're trying. We're so trying. Follow us and maybe give we're me on some Facebook too. Tips. I know Facebook sucks, but there we are. Yeah. And if you join our tea party at Patreon, you get inside of our really awesome um, Facebook, group. Facebook group where we get to know each other better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to show you my titties. It's not that kind of group. But you never know what I'll do in there. Because I'm a... You don't know what we'll do in there. (laughs) I I don't. Um, Leave us a review if you can. um, Wherever you're listening, especially at Apple. Um, Yeah. We could really use it. Um, Yep. Sure could. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, if you have any, like, constructive criticism to give us, email us. You know, message us or whatever. Talk to us. Like, tell us stories. You don't need to publicly humiliate us. We're small. Oh. We are babies. We live in the middle of the woods, but we're, we're hanging you, on by the so. skin of our teeth. Nah, it's not that bad. I mean, it, it's sometimes Willow's had a rough week. Y'all yeah. buy Willow a coffee at the very least. This <laughs> bitch has struggled. Like, what was it first? Your hot water heater went my out. My cat ran away. Yes. Um, my pipes busted. Um, the propane went, so that means our central heating went out and our cooking. So we're eating everything out of an air fryer or a rice cooker. Um, let's see, the washer just exploded, and so I don't have a washing machine now. And that's where I was doing my fucking laundry. Yeah, and I was doing their laundry, so <laughs> now we all don't have laundry. And it's just, it's been a week. It's been a week! It's been a terrible week, and my cat is still not home, and... Don't cry. I just, you know, it's hard. So, I buy, buy her a coffee. I could use the dopamine. I'd love to buy Willow a coffee. But alas, I am poor. 
Seriously, I can't even buy nobody a coffee. But it's honestly, rough. like just watching our numbers go up and like, oh, like literally every time somebody listens to another episode, we see the numbers go up. We 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 see them one by one. Because I'm refreshing every two every seconds. single time you listen to one of our episodes. I squeal with delight. We fucking smile. We get so excited. Like each individual no, we literally listen. Scream. Is like, it's so exciting. so important to us. So just know that just by being here and listening... It makes a difference like, in our life. You're just really fucking awesome. And yeah. I love you. We cry about this shit every day. I'm like, says we got another audience member. It says so on the app. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. It's a very humbling experience. Someone told me they were my fan the other day, and that was strange but awesome. I know, huh? I was like, I don't know what to do with it. I'm a, I'm a garbage bag person. <laughs> you should maybe find somebody cool to be a fan of. But I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. Anyway, we love you guys very much. And I'll be doing a case next. And no, I've already forgotten what it's going to be. But I assure it's you. It's a surprise. It'll be a lady who's killed somebody. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe. Sometimes I like to take the trope and flip it around. But it's probably going to be a lady who's killed somebody. Anyway, we love you guys. Have a good night. Love you, bye. Find us on your social media platform of choice. Linktree slash cruelty has all of the links. Check out our Patreon for exclusive episodes, merch, free episodes, live ghost hunts, and much more. Please be sure to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded weekly. Thank you so much. See you next time. Music and production by Willie B.